It's a Farm Friday. Let's talk St. Louis Cardinals. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated, and thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. So, St. Louis Cardinals, great system, lots of fun talent in here. Let's start off with Palm Beach. A team, single A, one, called the Cardinals. We've had this conversation. Some of these teams are just historic, especially in the complex league, and they just keep the same name as the big league team. Uh, Also been terrorized by rehabbing Jacob deGrom and a rehabbing Max Scherzer. Kind of feels like it's not fair. But interesting guys here, two that I specifically want to talk about. Number one, right-hand pitcher Tink Hintz. 2020 second-round supplemental pick out of high school. Not a not a really big guy, 6'1", 175. Had to give him over a million dollars on the deal. Only pitched in eight games last year, but this year. Woo, 38 innings pitched, 1-1-8 ERA, 64 strikeouts to 10 walks. Okay, so uh, fastball sits mid-90s, 95-96. Get some decent run on it. Um, it's... Despite the velo not being like eye popping, it's still like a plus to double plus fastball. It is very good. Uh, to go along with that, he's got a slider and a curveball. Both of them can be plus. And then a changeup that's it's average. It's still a work in progress. But it's something where they've, they've um, kind of brought him along slowly. And the biggest weapon so far this year has been the fastball and the curveball together. So the curveball. It's one of those two-plane curveballs, so it's horizontal and vertical break to it. And it works really well. It tunnels really well with the fastball. Like, this is something you're going to see on Pitching Ninja. Uh, So he'll throw the fastball high, get guys to keep their eyes up, and then just drop a curveball off the plate. Uh, Down and away, you're chasing it. Kind of embarrassing for you. So um, amazing what he's done. Amazing to watch him pitch. And one of the guys... Really high on. He's a top five prospect now. Obviously still a lot of variance. I mean, he's 20 years old. I think he just turned, yeah, he, j- he just turned 20 years old, um, like a week and a half ago. So a lot of variance there, but a guy who's looked really good and we're really excited to watch. Uh, going along with him, interesting guy that I want to talk about. Every system has these guys. Joshua Baez, number 11 prospect in the system, outfielder 6'4", 220. Um, He was a second rounder out of high school last year, and he's been playing center field. I feel like he's destined to be a right fielder, okay? So, um, plus arm, I mean, probably 70 grade arm, just a cannon over there. But, I mean, and part of that's in high school, it's a two-way player. He hit 98 from the mound, like, amazing arm. But um, his big story here is swinging, uh, is is, um, swinging for the fences. Like, he's got massive power. He's that guy in every system has to have this guy. We've talked about it. Every system has that guy with absolutely massive power. Issue here is he struggled with strikeouts his senior season of high school. So they've brought him along pretty slowly. He hasn't actually played a uh, played a whole lot. 
but uh, massive power, as we talk about, power is only as good as your hit tool. So uh, right now, kind of a 40 grade on the hit tool. He's got the power to be a 30-35 home run guy in the big leagues. The question is, is he going to be able to hit well enough to do it? Um, he struggles with like significant changes in velo. Uh, it's something where, again, he's playing center field now. I think he's going to be better in right. Uh, but there's a strong belief amongst the Cardinals that he just needs more, uh, more at-bats. He needs to see more professional hit, uh, pitchers and just get a better feel for it to see what's going to happen. So I get it. Uh, but tons of potential there. It just understand this is, I mean, this is high risk, high reward here for Joshua Baez. Excited to watch him play, though. Uh, outside of that, you go to the High A Peoria Chiefs, Peoria, Illinois. Couple interesting players here. Number 13 prospect in the system, right hand pitcher, Inouen Penigua. Uh, 6'1, 148, IFA in December 2017 out of the Dominican. So uh, has plenty of projection left physically, but really smooth, easy delivery. Uh, right now, given where his velo, I mean, right-hand pitcher that pitches in the low 90s, 90 to 93, uh, doesn't necessarily project to be super high uh, as far as where he's going to end up. Again, plenty of projection left there. Plenty of room to add some muscle and size to, the, to his frame. But he throws a four-seamer and a sinker. Um, it's kind of something where, like, against a against a righty, he'll just skip the changeup in favor of the sinker. Um, but really good with both of those. And then I like the secondaries. So uh, he's got a changeup. It's low to mid-80s. Kind of moves like the sinker does, but obviously significantly slower. Uh, curveball is, two, you know, again, that two-plane break that seems to be a trend a lot of these guys in the Cardinal system have is two-plane two break on their curveball. But it's a little slurvy in action. So uh, the thing here is he's really good at mixing it all together, at sequencing it, um, using all four pitches, no matter if you're a lefty or a righty and things like that, and really good at throwing strikes. So again, doesn't have the super elite tools, uh, but throws strikes, can get guys out. Uh, right now, 115 innings pitched, 252 ERA, 120 strikeouts to 30 walks. So Really good at getting guys out. Something where, as of now, profiles to be a number four, number five, guy who eats a ton of innings for you. If you can add uh, some strength to the frame without losing control, you could see him maybe tick up from a five or a four to maybe a three with some more velocity gains and maybe some improvement on a secondary. But I like, you You need fours and fives to get through the season. This is uh, Penning was a guy that will absolutely be able to contribute at a major league level. Uh, go along with him. A couple other pitchers here. Uh, Ian Bedell, uh, fourth rounder in 2020 out of Missouri. Fastball, curveball, change guy. Another pitchability guy. I, I feel like it's something that this system does really well. It's get guys that understand pitching and how it works. He's coming back from a TJ. So doesn't have a ton of track record this year. Uh, but along there with him, I think he's about... 15, 16 or so, is right-hand pitcher Austin Love. Uh, 2021 third-rounder out of University of North Carolina. 6'3", 230, big boy. Started off as a reliever, moved to starting, got drafted in the third round, uh, made seven appearances. I think they were all in relief, gave up one run in eight innings last year. 
this year. A little bit different. 98 innings pitched, 592 ERA, 111 strikeouts to 33 walks. And the thing here is um, fastball slider changeup. Slider is a, it's kind of a vertical pitch more so than a horizontal pitch. A lot of sliders are obviously horizontal. Um, changeup has some good fade to it. And then fastball is, you know, can it sits 95 or so, can reach 97, 98, might be a relief thing versus a starting thing but has decent control, I feel like you get a little more of the fastball if he is a reliever. But the big thing here is before they move him to relief only, I want to see Austin Love try to change that slider from a vertical slider to a to more of a curveball shape, again, with that two-plane break. A lot of the guys in the system have had success with that. I feel like the Cardinals are especially good at teaching that. So I want to see, before you give up on him as a starter, uh, see if that will work, see if he can adjust that curveball. I'm sorry, adjust that slider to be more of a two-plane curveball versus a one-plane slider. Uh, in just a minute, we're going to get to the AA Springfield Cardinals. Again, lots of, um, lots of great stuff here. But first, today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor, Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. So Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beef, an artichoke extract. And the whole point of this is the liver is the body's metabolic furnace. And so um, these super nutrients work together to wake up a sluggish liver. If, you, uh, if you're bloated or have uncomfortable digestion or you're feeling lower tired all the time, the idea is liver health formula makes it easier for you to maintain a healthy body weight long term because it... Um, supercharges the metabolism of your liver. As a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit's a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easier for you to say no to extra portions and food that you don't necessarily need to eat. It's the perfect com- complement to the Liver Health Formula. So go to getliverhelp.com MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of curb fit with your order. Go to getleverhelp.com slash MLB now to get started. Okay, double A Springfield Cardinals. This is a fun, fun system. You've got some of the top guys in Springfield. Uh, Guy you may have heard of, Jordan Walker. Number one prospect in the system, 2020 first rounder um, out of Stone Mountain, Georgia. And uh, all he's done is make the futures game and just have the absolute best power in the entire system and uh, look like he could probably hit 35 or 40 home runs in MLB at one time. I mean, just can do just about everything. 6'5, 220, so big, big boy, right? Power's up there with it. I mean, 70-grade power. But he has a really good contact tool as well. Um, Low A last year, 15% walk rate, 17% strikeout rate. Struggled when he got to high A, which is common for a young hitter when he first moves up and faces some more advanced pitchers. This year in double A, 305, 391, 509 slash line. 88 games. He's got 87 strikeouts, 45 walks, 13 home runs. 
51 extra base hits in 88 games. So better than every other game, he's picking up an extra base hit. He's got three triples. He's 16 of 21 on stolen bases. Again, at 6'5", 220. Um, I absolutely feel that given the adjustments we've seen him be able to make uh, during an at-bat and then from month to month, from bat to, you know, from at-bat to at-bat, I think that offensively he's going, his hit tool is going to be good enough to let that power play. Um, probably, I mean, you know, some people think he's going to struggle against um, elite levels of spin which is something you see those bigger guys sometimes have to deal with, you know, um, power hitters and things like that. But again, does a really good job at adjusting and improving over the course of a season. Was actually a minor league player of the year last year. Um, defensively, I think he can stick at third. Obviously, you kind of have third and first covered in the system. Uh, I genuinely think he might end up at, in right field. Again, he's got, um, he's got, Decent enough speed where he could do it. The arm, um, the arm is above average. So put him in right field, since he's kind of blocked at third right now. Um, he kind of profiles with the power as a, you know as a right fielder can go and hit 30, 35 bombs for you. Uh, I think the thing to do here, he's only twenty years old in Double A. I think the thing to do is to give him a small taste of Triple A this upcoming year. Or, I'm sorry, this upcoming year. This upcoming month, like uh, in the month of September, because AAA season only goes to the end of September. In the in, give him like three weeks or a month in AAA, and if he does well there, you're in a situation where next year he can compete for a job in the outfield in right field in spring training, and if either he needs more defensive work or you're not quite ready, you can send him to AAA to start the year since you gave him a taste this year, and then call him up, knowing the way baseball works, probably after the Super 2 deadline, uh, and add that power Add that power to your lineup. So, absolute star. Uh, reportedly, he's one... I mean, this is, this is the reason. Jordan Walker is the reason they did not want to trade for Juan Soto. Um, it was reported that Dylan Carlson, on the big league level, was the holdup on the big league level to adding uh, Juan Soto. But... Jordan Walker is incredibly valued by this organization. There is a belief that he can be a, an anchor of the offense, um, can hit, like I said, 35, 40 home runs in the big leagues. They absolutely want him to be part of this organization moving forward. So you have to find a way to get him on the field. He's been taking, he's been shagging fly balls and batting practice in the outfield. I think it's just about time to give him a taste of playing in the outfield. There's other guys at this level, that are also fantastic. Mason Wynn, um, 2020 second rounder, two-way player, and really interesting what's going on here. So, um, was both a really good shortstop and a pitcher in high school. We see that a lot. Um, But the belief was he was going to be a pitcher. He was going to end up as a pitcher. He's got a fastball that hits 98. It's like a 70 grade. He's got a hard slider, could be a plus pitch. Changeup is behind it, but he's working on it. The thought process is he absolutely can be a pitcher, but he's been playing defense just about all year, and he's not a bad hitter. So this year, um, 
And Peoria, he was 349, 404, 566 in 33 games. The combined slash line for high A and double A, 302, 365, 505. Uh, 11 home runs in 90 games. He's going to be a contact overpower guy if you leave him on offense. The arm is absolutely electric. He was in the Futures game. He had it out at first at over 100 miles an hour. Uh, He also had a throwing error, which is kind of part of the growing pains you're dealing with here. He's never focused full-time on just just being an an infielder or just being a pitcher. But something where he hasn't pitched a ton. And... Like the question to me really kind of felt like, okay, is he going to be able to hit enough to be an offensive player? I feel like he absolutely is. He's somebody who I think legitimately may have a chance to be a two-way player. Now, I think he'll be more of a off of a defender than he will a pitcher, but it feels like he genuinely could be a two-way player. He could be your position player who came in and pitched. You classify him as a two-way player, he doesn't count towards that pitcher limit of 13. So, again, everybody, like, the the common consensus was he was going to be a pitcher long-term. I think his offensive performance, batting over 300 across two levels, uh, slugging over 500, has shown that he can be, uh, he, he, as of right now, can be a two-way player. Um, He's obviously the best infield arm in the system, but he's one of the fastest base runners and one of the best, best athletes in the system. I genuinely think he might be able to do both. So, really excited to watch what happens there. And then real quickly, a couple other pitchers at this level. Two righties, both 2021 guys. So, number nine pitcher in the system, right-hand pitcher Michael McGreevy out of UC Santa Barbara, first-round pick, uh, control artist. The big thing here is knowing where it's going, spotting it up. Um, This year... 389 ERA, just over 100 innings, 127 whip, um, 90, 92 strikeouts to 25 walks, and something where 6'4", 215, so he's got good size. Um, to go along with it, the, the velocity sits low 90s normally. He can reach up and get 95, 96 with it, but the velocity is not going to blow you away. Uh, what it is is the fastball itself is, it's got arm side sink, it's got some good... Um, fade to it. He can throw it to both sides of the plate. So it's it's really more effective at setting up the curveball. Curveball is a plus pitch. It's one of those vertical breaking, let's like top to bottom, you know, giant. Uh, I, it's not the quality of this pitch, but visually think of like the Clayton Kershaw curveball, the big top to bottom, the Adam Wainwright curveball, duh, the top to bottom curveball. That's what McGreevy has. Um, Go along with that. He's got a slider. He's got a change up. I think they're both probably above average, but really good control. I mean, can absolutely throw strikes, can throw everything for strikes, rarely misses, rarely ends up walking guys. Like I said, 21 walks in 63 innings this year, so just under three per nine innings. Um, really good athlete. I think he can be a number three for you. And then right behind him, Gordon Graceffo. Fifth round pick last year out of Villanova, but in some ways similar. He's 6'4, 210. Um, some ways he's a little bit different. Velo is a little better. He sits in the upper 90s now. He's got a plus changeup, an above average slider, but again, can throw strikes. 
He's good at throwing strikes. He's good at mixing his pitches and kind of the arsenal being uh, well utilized. And so another trend in this system is pitchers who have that pitch ability and understand the art of pitching and how to mix all of their pitches. Probably a four to five. Control's not quite there like it is with McGreevy. And so, uh, you know, the, the walk numbers are better on paper. The strikeout numbers are worse on paper. It's something where um, I think that he, he he's not as consistent as McGreevy is as far as hitting his spots. And he's getting away with it so far in double A. But I think that might be a limiting factor going forward. So we'll see what happens. Does have the two-playing curveball like a lot of these guys have. Uh, but can throw strikes early in the count. That's what I like about him is he can get into a pitcher's count, get you behind early. And we all know the stats about when you get behind early, uh, you're, you're much more like the, the pitcher is much more likely to win the matchup when you're behind early. Uh, just a minute. Want to get to AAA. I uh, talk about the Memphis Redbirds, some of the prospects here, as well as some of the drafted guys and where we'd slot them in the top 30. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. If you want to build the engagement ring of her dreams, Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. And then Blue Nile's bench jewelers will handcraft your perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. If you want to celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So, make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that will not give away what's inside. So, shop stress-free, Find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You get your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You get reviews and news of every league, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, golf. It's all there. And BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. Live in-game betting, scores, props, futures, they have you covered. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, so a couple guys here in AAA with the Memphis Redbirds, which a Redbird is a, a Cardinal. It's clever. I mean, it's it, you know what team what team they're affiliated with by without having to have the name of Cardinals. So I get it. It works out well. Uh, top ten prospects. Couple of them here. Um, outfielder Alec Burleson. He's considered to be in the top five, and it's an interesting. Okay, so. 2022nd rounder out of East Carolina and. He, he, first year, he went from high A to triple A. So, sh- incredibly quickly. 270, 329, 454 in 120 games. 22 home runs. And the thing was, like, back in college, he was a contact hitter. He rarely struck out. And when he became a professional, he, 
adjusted his offensive approach, and I'm assuming the Cardinals asked him to do this. Uh, but he started taking bigger swings. He started he adjusted his launch angle, and really good at barreling the ball, getting elite bat speed onto a ball, making hard contact. Now he's paid for it with some of the strikeouts. So uh, this year, 91 games in AAA Memphis. 329, 371, 541. The offensive numbers are there. Um, 19 home runs, 38 extra base hits. He struck out 58 times and walked 24. So, less strikeouts than games. Um, not quite, you know, half of his strikeout rate in walks, but you're, you're close. Uh, obviously, on base is there, average is there, slugging is there. The issue you have here is defensively, where do you put him? So um, he's got average defense in the outfield, in the corners. Um, Despite the fact that he used to be a two-way player, his arm isn't that great. And so I think he's going to have to play left field unless you put him at first base. He's played some first base. So he's a first base left field guy for you. But the way that he's playing, how well he's hitting, He's going to be part of the big league team. You're going to have, whether it's a DH role, whether it's a left field, a first, you're going to have a place to put him. Obviously, first base and third base are taken by Arenado and Goldschmidt. But left field, DH, giving guys days off, you're going to have a place to put him. It's just something where I think you, I don't necessarily know exactly what they're waiting for, but eventually Burleson's going to get called up and he's going to, if he continues doing like this, I mean, he's never finished this is the best performance that he's had, and it's the highest level he's been at. Again, three le- went across three levels last year. His batting average this year, uh, in almost the same number of games, 30 less games. Um, but his batting average is 50 points better. His on-base is 40 points better. His slugging is 100 points better. Like, he's having a fantastic 2022. Kind of wild that he's not been called up yet, but... We'll see what happens. Again, maybe it's just fit in the outfield, trying to find a place to put him in the defense. Um, but other guys that are here, left-hand pitcher Matthew Libertor. Stop me if you've heard this before. Um, but a guy that is kind of doing some pitchability, really good pitcher at understanding how to mix his pitches and, and um, you know figuring out how a hitter's trying to attack him. Again, that's the thing this system likes. The system likes the cerebral guys who understand pitching. So he's got four different pitches. He's got a fastball that varies in speed. It's not always consistent. Sometimes it's in the low 90s. Sometimes it hits mid 90s, but throws it up in the zone, gets strikes out, strike, strikeouts there. Got a curveball above average, kind of like a lot of late movement to it. Um, a slider that, Two plane break, it kind of goes. Um, it kind of goes. It 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 falls off to like seven o'clock. When you are, I'm sorry, not seven o'clock. He's a he's a lefty. It falls off to to like four or five o'clock when you watch it. Um, and then a changeup, low 80s, sets it up well. Uses it as as an out pitch sometimes, and so understands pitching really well. The thing here. When you kind of see, he's, he got called up, seven games, six starts, 5-3-3 ERA, uh, 22 strikeouts to 14 walks. 
has to clean it up at the big league level. Doesn't isn't getting as much um, chase and swing and miss as he's accustomed to at the minor league level. So has to figure out how to attack hitters better at the major league level. I absolutely think he's capable of doing it. I think he's going to do it. It's just a matter of figuring out how to attack it and how to sequence it. He's too smart not to do that. Going to be a number three. Uh, Really like what he brings to the table. And then the one that I have an issue with and I have questions about, Ivan Herrera. So number seven prospect in the system, catcher. Uh, Something where he's got 11 games up this year, batting 111, 190, 111. So very small sample size, kind of throw that out. But number seven prospect in the system, top catcher in the system, but I'm not, I'm not super sold on it. So, I mean, compact swing makes solid contact, but doesn't have a ton of power. Low exit velos, power's probably fringe to maybe average. It's something where he, he, he just hits the ball a lot, so he gets extra base hits. So the counting stats look a little better. I mean, in his minor league career, 278, 375, 417, um, he's got 31 home runs in 307 career games. And then, so power's not really there, contact's decent. And then defensively, he, he really got hurt by the shutdown. He really kind of backed up um, without games in 2020. He was at the alternate site and spent some time, you know, with, with Yachty and things like that. But uh, still is just, I mean, Defense still isn't there. Uh, He's got good hands. He can move well. Arm strength is fine. But he just, for some reason, it hasn't all clicked together to be an above average defender. And so right now, he's a guy that offensively is okay, challenged for power, and defensively has flashes, but it hasn't kind of come together yet. So I'm not sold on him being the catcher of the future to replace Yachty. They're not either. The fourth round, they took catcher Jimmy Crooks out of Oklahoma who's now probably a top 30 prospect. He is a top 30 prospect. I don't know what I said probably. He's a top 30 prospect in the system now. So I think them taking a college pitch, uh, catcher in the top four rounds says that they're also not sold with Herrera and where he is def- uh, defensively and offensively and prepared to, to take over for Yachty. And so we'll kind of see what happens there. Some of the other notables from the draft that are in these top 30s, just real quickly, right-hand pitcher Max Rajic out of UCLA. I've got him as a top 20 guy in this system. He's not debuted yet, probably not going to. We have a question about that. We'll talk more on Monday's mailbag about um, debuts for pitchers after the draft. And then left-hand pitcher Cooper Yerpe out of Oregon State. Um, I've got him as a top 10 guy. He's probably back half 7, 8 or so as of right now. Again, not going to pitch this year. You'll see him make his debut next year. Crazy week this week, amazing week. Love the shows this week. If, remember, if you have questions for Monday's mailbag, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm, or you can email us, lockedonmlbprospects at gmail.com. Enjoy your weekend, and until we talk on Monday, this has been Locked On MLB Prospects. Uh-huh.